What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Voices of the Black and Gold, and today I have Eric here with me. Celso's out doing Halloween stuff with his daughter. I hope everyone else is out there enjoying Halloween this weekend, staying safe, or this week and staying safe, guys. Uh, but enjoying your time, right? Um, Eric, big hey. playoff going on right now. We know that Seattle's out there playing. They're, they're looking pretty good. It's 2-0, I believe you told me it was. Um, Orlando and them played earlier today. We've had a lot of playoff games, but what we are here mostly going to talk about is LAFC against Vancouver, right? We know that we have played them a lot of times. It's going to be a total of seven games. This feels like a repeat of a show that we're going to have to discuss today. But LAFC showed up and showed out when they came for the first game for the playoffs here uh, with a 5-2 victory, my dude. I mean, listen, at the start of the game, it was a 2-2 in the middle. And I was like, oh, my God, bro, like what is happening? And then the second half, LAFZ just came out blazing with a whole different type of mindset. So let's just sort of talk about this and break it down a little bit, man. How was the energy at the stadium, first and foremost, Eric, when you go in there? Is it, is it just as electrifying as it sounded over the TV? Because the 3252 were super loud. A lot of people were complaining about, uh, well, even myself, within the first 15 minutes, I said, oh, the stadium looked a little, a little empty. You know, uh, I know there were some <laughs> things going on. I wonder with the, why. <laughs> with the six o'clock to a five o'clock, you know, there was some type of mistake. So uh, we've seen at halftime, the stadium is now full. Uh, talk about the energy just walking in for the game one of playoffs. Well, I mean, you know, I have to uh, call myself out for I was I was part of the six o'clock crowd for that night. And uh, okay. we, my wife and I, we got to our seats about 35 minutes into the first half. Um and that's how it went. But when we got in there, it was nice and loud. The 3252 was loud, but it sounded great. Yeah, the beating game, I couldn't speak. Google had it as six o'clock, and a lot of us didn't bother to like open our phones and look at our tickets, not to make an yeah. excuse, but yeah, it's so it's uh I don't know. It was it was a technical difficulty I've never seen in my six years, but uh, you know, Celso and I did once miss a flight in Salt Lake sitting at the gate and the flight left <laughs> without us, and we didn't even get up. So this could be me. I am a 42 original after all, and we don't always get everything right. So Okay, understood. <laughs> the game, it was 2-2 when I came in. I ended up watching the the um, first half 
the next morning. And the set piece goals was great. And this is something we've needed. We've been a little lacking on set piece, set piece offense this year. I think we've had it better in some years and some games. That's what you need to crack it open in the playoffs. It can make all the difference. And seeing us just dominate on set pieces was fantastic. Vancouver, right. I think is a, it's a slog. They're a tough team. It's one game down. If we can, if we can steal a win up there, it's going to look really nice going into the next round. You know, if, if it has a comeback to LA, it's going to make the next round tougher if we advance. And, you know, as we were saying before, the teams know each other really well. It's hard to play uh, good against a team that you're really familiar with. Cause at this point, you know, the other, the other team knows what they're dealing with. You know what they're dealing with. It kind of negates everything out, but not the case as we cranked it up with five goals. Denny Buwanga, MVP. And uh, that was it. You know, we're, we're looking to the next game now. Yeah, we are. I mean, as you said, uh, Buwanga is definitely going to be an MVP. He's the MVP in my book. I've said it from the beginning. You, you guys all know how I feel about my, my man, Denit Bawanga over here. Uh, but uh, he is not who started uh, us off in the right foot, man. It was uh, Mr. Ryan Hollingshead, the man with the stats. Mr. Postseason. 18th minute uh, gets a beautiful goal, uh, Ryan Holling, Hollingshead. And I'll be damned, it wouldn't be his only goal in this game. He gets two for this game. And I was pretty blown away by his performance. I wrote after the first half that he was the only one that was really bringing um, what I felt like we needed in that game at that time. I was sort of um, complaining about the, the energy of some of the guys within the first half. It just looked like we were a little sluggish. It was a very back and forth game, something I'm uncomfortable with. I like us to be in control of the games, Eric. Uh, that's something that I enjoy, right? I, I want us to constantly be the presser um, and, and not one sitting back. And it felt like we were letting it go and come back and go and come back a little bit. Um, but the second half was a different story. Uh, and I feel like Ryan Hollingshead was the reason that uh, that first half was able to go back and forth because he brought it all to there, right? Like he was the guy that was sort of pushing us and driving us forward. Uh, what is your thoughts on Ryan Hollingshead's game? Yeah, I mean, the guy the guy has been Mr. Postseason for us. He was last year as well. He seems to really turn it up when the playoffs come around, as do a lot of players, which I think just comes with experience in this league. That you just have to bring the bring the heat, and he did that. He did make a couple. Uh, he did make kind of a costly mistake, and in, in the first half, you know, and I think uh, a lot of the defending did, but he made it up. You know, he made it up with two goals, and that guy was was fantastic. Uh, and I just love the energy. You know, we're, we need leaders like that. Postseason's a lot of emotion, so we're going to need guys to have emotional performances. And he always brings the emotion when he needs to, and he's the cool, calm head when he needs to. So. You know, steady as it goes, and uh, and hopefully we have more goals out of him. Yeah, hey guys, if you're on uh, Twitter, we appreciate you supporting. Come on over here to uh, YouTube so we can also put your things up. And I see my man in here, MLS Moves is in here. That's a big shout out for us, Eric. Uh, not only is he a, a good friend, but an awesome personality within the MLS community, yeah. and he has his own YouTube. So guys, make sure you check out his YouTube. Awesome content. We look forward to getting Will in here very soon. Um, and, and to all you others that are in here with the chat, man, we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, in here chatting it up with us. Uh, the Whitecaps equalize it with uh, Brian White at the 27th minute. This is where I get a little nervous. We start seeing Mario look a little shaky, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I was real worried about Mario. 
Uh, I do understand that he came through at the end with that one goal. I mean, look, the goal didn't matter, but for us, it really did for him as far as his confidence, right? Um, because this by far started out as one of his worst games, in my opinion. Um, he was he was sort of all over the place, just looked a little shaky. Um, but again, second half was a different story. Like he came out ready to play. Um, I was calling for Long to come in for the second half. I'm not even going to deny that. I'm glad that it didn't happen because I think uh, what Mario did bring uh, the second half, we needed, right? Like the, yeah. the, the partnership between him and Kalini really started meshing at the second half. Um, but the first half was pretty rough, Eric. It was, you know, but sometimes it's just how you got to roll with it. And, you know, if uh, if Celso was here, he would agree that you can't really mess with the chemistry of your center backs. You kind of want those guys going. And you also have to look at the at the schedule congestion that will be coming up in the playoffs. I'm, I'm about 99% positive Chiellini is not going to play on the turf up in Vancouver. We're probably going to see a long and Mario pairing. So... It's good that Mario, if he's going to have a rough first half, it's with Giorgio out there to cover. And Giorgio, again, with just a excellent game at center back, you know, for the most part. And, yeah, I was kind of nostalgic for just looking at it. And, you know, it's a there is a easy mathematical possibility that that was our last game at the bank this season. You know, and uh, I don't want to hear it. I, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, just I don't, don't want to hear one of those games is Giorgio's last. And just to be able to, like, have watched him in black and gold, like a, a genius of a career, you know, yeah. to me, I, I couldn't help but kind of reflect on a little bit and how lucky we are to kind of have gotten to see him and, you know, how lucky we were to get to see Bale. And we've gotten to see these guys come and play in our house in Los Angeles, you know, at the end of Stellar Careers. And it's, uh, w- but with Giorgio, he's, He's one of the best to ever do it at that position. And so it's just been really special. And it was, you know, we should have more postseason to go. And and that's that. But, you know, the next game they do play at home, we're going to have to watch and just think, you know, we're we could be watching the last game of an absolute uh, master of the game. And, uh, you know, bigger picture, it's just a nice little sub story with our LAFC season six drive to the cup, which, you know, we'll talk about. I'm sure what we need to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting a lot of comments on this one today, man, guys, and we are really appreciate it. You know, I understand where she's, I understand where they're going with this one. You know, I understand the frustration. Uh, it does feel like we lack some of that at times. And, they, and that has been LAFC's memo at points, right? Where uh, we feel like they don't show up on certain games and they don't have the passion that maybe us fans once, you know, want them to have. Um, and, you know, a lot of talk about Mario too. Everybody sort of felt Mario was struggling. Um, but, you know, we opened this up talking about, you know, Denise could be, um, uh, you know, the, the, you know, my guy MLS moves, he don't believe that he should be ML, uh, the, the MVP. Thanks, you know, Acosta could. And, hey, there's a fight for that. I understand that. You know, he still loves Denise. But let me tell him, I, I mean, I'm here to fight for him, right? I, I, Will is my buddy. But let me tell you all about my boy Denise. Okay, this dude will fly 18 hours and still jump on the pitch and get a get a get a hat trick if he wants to. That's a that's that's an MVP, son. He has scored, I think it's 55 goals in all competitions. I think it is something of this nature. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gary. Uh, so my guy deserves this award. Not only is he now the golden boot. He's MVP. He's champion. He's everything that he needs to be. His name is Denny Bowanga, and he's going to 
boy, he's going to mm-hmm. put it all on calm next Saturday. He's going to show he's going to get another brace. He might walk away with who knows, man. He, he might walk away with a hat trick. I, he can do it all. Okay. And, <laughs> well, and, you know, and then, <laughs> if you look, all right. So don't, if I'm, don't, don't, my, don't go against me now. I, I'm just going to, if I'm going to put him on my LAFC Homer hat, you know, the, the newcomer of the year is going to go to either Bogush or, or Oliveira. You know, of course, the MVP is going to go to Buwanga. Coach of the year is going to go to Chirondolo. Goalkeeper of the year is going to go, you know, it's a toss-up. <laughs> it could be it could be Max or it I could want be McCarthy. I but, want them all. You know, um, you, know? The, I, you do got to tip your hat to what Lucho Acosta has done this no, season for, sure. for Cincinnati. No, for sure. A three-time spoon winner. And take them all the way to the top with the, uh, you know, with the supporter shield and moving him through. He's got a lot of assists as well. And I think, uh, you know, Bowanga does, does have a hill to climb to catch him. But absolutely, you know, when he scores his next goal at home, I, I do really want to hear an MVP chant from the crowd. Like, he deserves it. He hasn't gotten one yet this year. So we need to get that MVP MVP because he's that guy. When Buwanga feasts, we feast. When Buwanga's yeah. cold, we lose, and that's yeah. it. Like we got to ride that hot hand, and he needs to keep hot. And we gotta, they got, they got to feed him the rock. No, for sure. And and uh, I think he um and well in his presser he said that he wants to catch uh, what Vela did in his Golden Boot year. Um, and uh, so that's that's a goal of his. But his is gonna have to be within the playoff, uh, you know, span. It's not going to be in just the regular season, so that's sort of his goal. Like, so he's he's looking for the goals, bro. Um, and uh, you know, look, um, I tell you who else I'm very impressed with with uh, within this game is Oliveira. I I understand he's not getting the goals, but for me, he's making all the right runs to be able to open those goals up for Denis and even the shots that uh, Bogush is taking. Right, like he is pulling guys so much over. It is so impressive, dude. I am very much impressed with this guy. And um, we also got to talk about the the, the neat goal that uh, him and Vela sort of the, the worked up piece, together. Yeah. That was just absolutely beautiful. It's been all over the internet today. And the point that I'm trying to make is these three guys are really clicking, Eric. We have asked for that nine for so long and we got them, but yet we get another winger and we put them in and it's just the right amount of sugar for this Kool-Aid, bro, because they are all mixing together, right? Like I'm, I'm dead serious. I know it's a corny ass um, analogy, but it's just, it's, it's real. Like they mix perfectly together. You have two guys that are super fast. You have a guy on Vela that is smart enough when the IQ level to be able to understand where they need to be and where he needs to be for that ball. And it's really awesome to watch them three. It reminds me so much of when Rossi was with this team. And I believe that's why we are so powerful. And you've seen that five, two victory. Yeah. Oliveira really changed a lot of things. I mean, we look back at the moves and we've been screaming for a nine for a long time. And it almost, it almost seems like, this team is just kind of cursed at the nine position because Ivella earlier this week was talking about uh, playing the false nine that he just really doesn't like it. And he thought his scoring would be better if he played in his quote, natural position, which is the right wing. And so, you know, he, he voiced a little displeasure at playing the nine position, but you know, we, we saw what happened uh, when, when Mario got put in there and, and the team just was flat, like nothing was happening. And they don't know how because they're still rotating like they always have done. We, also, though, we went over it, you know, and this is something with Celso that this team lives and dies on the counter press. That 
And when you when you had Gonzalez and Vela up there, and then you you know, and then in the, behind them you would have uh, Tillman for a bit. Like we just didn't have the speed and the tenacity to properly counterpress when they'd lose the ball. We couldn't apply enough pressure to to get them to turn it over, and they would they would counterattack on us. And at this point, our our back lines exposed, and bad things happen when that goes on. And what when they put Oliveira in, all of a sudden, I mean, that he's the fastest guy in the team right now, and he burns people. And even when he's not doing anything, you can see in the defender's mind, they're thinking like, don't get burned by this guy. Don't get burned by this right. guy. And so this is opening up channels for Boanga to exploit. Vela's, Vela's been doing well in his playmaker role in the middle, and, and that's going well. So it's, you know, it's what Oliveira has done, even though he doesn't score – is uh, he's he's just changed the dynamic and he's freed up space for Boanga to attack and he's drawn guys over and he's just he's just crowded out and nobody can play Boanga anymore and this is just leading to these chances. As far as Bogush, the other guy helping pull these spray, these strings, I think if he continues like he has, he's going to be playing at a DP level next season and he's not going to be a DP. And th- this kid is just fantastic and this is how our whole attack has clicked. And the whole time it was flat, it was missing these aspects. And even, even Bogush wasn't getting a ton of time, or they were playing Bogush up at wing back then, if you remember, you know, middle of the summer when these guys first came in. So as far as that, the attack, it needs to stay this front three. Boanga, Vela, Oliveira, the subs can come in. You know, I'd love to see Ordaz get some minutes. We've been saying this a couple weeks now. Don't really understand why. Maybe... I, you don't want to speculate, but uh, whatever it is, they're not putting in Ordaz and things, things get changed up, but, uh, but this is how it's got to be. This is how we've been grinding out results and it's, it, that's it. It's this or bust. Yeah. So LAFC is on an impressive, like unbeaten streak right now. They have, they've won four straight games uh, in all competitions and MLS cup playoff games since uh, the two, uh, 22. Um, and so this is LAFC's eighth, um, uh, where was that? Yeah. Eighth, uh, postseason game, uh, uh, game within the playoffs. So coming to Vancouver, right. I heard Dolo say, oh, well, we could even go to the penalty kicks type thing. It's almost like he was playing for, he knows that this is the most important game. So we get that extra week off. Yes, right, because that's what we're pushing for, right? Um, yeah. What, what, how dire need is it for us to win this game and not come back? Even though, as you're saying, if Seattle wins, we might not get another home game. How I, important is it to get this win? Away? That's yeah. I watched the entire Seattle game that ended about five minutes into the show, and I shut it off. And uh, that Seattle team is giving me deja vu from 2019. They are playing that physical dominating style where they foul guys, they injure guys, and the other team kind of just looks to the ref for help and doesn't get it, and they grind you down. And that's what I just saw happen. And if we get past Vancouver, that's what, that's what we got to play. And we got to hope that this Dallas match will go three rounds with them and get chippy because Dallas and the other side, they were hacking too at that point, you know, like we got a whole, it, it absolutely is critical to win this game and have this time off because we are going to have to most likely travel to Seattle to play this game. And it's a very tough stadium to play. It's artificial turf, you know, um, 
and and Seattle just plays different in the playoffs. And this is, mm. I think, something we saw with St. Louis just kind of transition to MLS playoffs in general. Like it's a different season, and teams have to come into it completely different style. And we see that, and we see the veteran teams. Like we saw St. Louis, what happened to them? They played Sporting KC, a team that understands what the playoff mentality means, what the coach Vermees that knows what a playoff mentality means. And you were a different team in the postseason. I mean, it, intentionally, like, and this is, uh, you know, Seattle knows this. Everybody else knows this. St. Louis is finding out. We found out, you know, and uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens with uh, Cincy as well. I think with all the new teams coming into playoffs, it's, you know, it's a bit of a rude awakening. I know it was a rude awakening for us fans, but. That said, you know, we, our team is now veterans in it. So we do know how to, how to switch it up. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be a battle, but we absolutely need to get out of Vancouver finishing off the series with a rest. If we get this going on the road is going to be, you know, something manageable. If we go into this on short rest, winning a wild series and let's say Seattle has the rest, then this, this series or this single elimination game is going to start to look really, really tough. Right. I just worry about too much time on, 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 you know, veterans legs of sitting out, you know, I get that time will heal the things, but also, you know, you sit around and you worry about, Oh man, I, I feel a little, you know, a little tight right now. And, and that's something that, that concerns me. I don't really care for the weeks in between, but I can understand where it can benefit. Um, so I have noticed also, I, I want to put this up. I've seen other people say this. It says uh, they've seen Vela walking around, taking their a little bit longer strolls with his family around, maybe watched Vela's last game at BMO Stadium. I do not want to believe this at all. This is something that would hurt my heart. I want Vela to retire LAFC. Um, and I do hope that this is not that the case that this is it, bro. Um, I heard the same interview. I didn't take it as um, he was saying that he didn't like. He just said that wasn't his position, and he'll do whatever he could for the team. Oh, um, yeah. But I see where I see why people would think maybe it would be his last. And I don't think that he will be a DP uh, next year. Uh, they would want him to be down to a TAM, and I don't know if he's willing to take that. Um, but if they were to add another DP – um, would you consider keeping uh, Vela as a DP if they were to add one more? And so you could keep him and his veteran, at least for one more year, until he's ready to retire and make it where he retires LAFC. I mean, you know, if he goes somewhere else for a year, he can always re-sign a contract for a day and retire LAFC. Like this gets this happens in sports all the time. It comes, you know, we're a salary cap league. It comes down to a value proposition. Is Vela, is Vela a designated player next year? If they get four, right? Okay, we could keep Vela and get other guys, or we could have a guy that might have uh, less likely to get injured, can play more minutes on the field. I mean, Vela's had he he's had a couple seasons with us where he's been injured most of the season, and he's avoided that pretty well the last two seasons, uh, almost all together. But nonetheless, time always remains undefeated and players always get to a point where they just lose too much of a step. And uh, I, th- I think Vela, Vela, I think, is past the designated player at the season, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, that's it. it Tam, 
I'd love to see him, but otherwise, you know, and I think it's possible as well. He's going to test the waters as a free agent. He's going to see what kind of offers come in. I would bet that LAFC will put an offer to him and he might want to see if somebody will give him more. And if they do, you know, go get that check because he only has a couple more years to do it as a player and, you know, whatever, whatever he's going to do after that in life. Wow. That's hard to take. That's hard to accept there. You know, it's like he has to get his statue, bro. He has to retire here. You know, it's how I feel, you know, but I agree with you. It's hard to take and do a, you know, putting back on a DP. And yeah. uh, that, that would be a difficult situation to have. And and I hope that he hasn't walked it for the last time because watching that play and him walk off and talk about how they switched it up, I thought that was a great little cameo, him talking about it and them showing it. I, I just thought it was great, man. And, uh, you know, yeah, so what if Tam went to 2.5? I like this question. 2.5, do you think Bella would accept it? Oh, he would be crazy not to, right? He's pretty much that's pretty much what he's making right now. He's making around two and a half million or so, give or take. So heck yeah. But he would he would be silly if he didn't, right? Like if they if they upped it like that, you know, um that would be crazy. Like that would be all oh, oh, that would be so awesome, bro. I, I I really want Vela to stay another year. You know, I think. I think Vela next season is a guy that's coming off the bench. I don't think he's a guy in the starting 11 that much. If he is, it means that we, that we've picked up guys that aren't doing what we'd expect them to do. Cause I I would expect at this point with Vela, they're going to be looking to build a starting 11 that doesn't involve him in the starting lineup, you know? So if he is in the starting lineup, it's because somebody else didn't work out like they're supposed to. That just means my dreams of him and Griezmann playing together go down the drain and I'm not willing to give that up. I'm just telling you, you can kick me in my face as much as you want, Eric, but you're not going to take this dream from me, bro. I'm not. Okay? I'm just realistic so with you for like a year. trying to take this dream from me. Griezmann, bring your ass to LAFC so we could, y'all could play together. I'm just asking, bro. Come on. I now, need it. Uh, all right. So, We'll go to some here. Let's go to another <laughs> hypothetical here. This is more for the for the for the chat room. We we saw the rumors that Buanga might be taken. Was it Montre offering like fifteen or twenty million? There, bro. Like twenty no million? No way. Would you take Greek? Like let's say they took twenty million for don't, for Buanga, and then that. we took that twenty million and don't. bought Griezmann. Would you take that? Would you swap Buanga for Griezmann? Don't do that to me, Eric. Would Would you do it don't. if it meant? It, it's like the it's like the, the, the monkey fifth. paw like Halloween. I plead shirt. the fifth. I plead the fifth. I will not answer this. The the chat can answer this. Yeah, I will okay. not answer this because you just put two of my favorite guys against one another, and that's not fair. You might as well just throw in hey, the ball. Life isn't there, fair, okay? buddy. Life is throw the ball. You might as well just throw the ball fair. in there and say, you know what, you're doing it, bro. Okay. Everybody's saying yes. Some are saying no. Oh, be up. See, it's the same person. They're, they're as messed up as I am because no one. Oh, yes, I agree with you. That is a hard <laughs> thing to swallow. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's right. like, oh, man. Uh, so I do. What, what do you think? Are we going to PKs in this next match or is LAFC going to run away with it? Let me, I, would you take, would you take PKs before the match? You said, okay, well, like, 
Would you, if somebody said, Hey, we can go to PKs on this match or yeah. we can play this out and see, would you take that? No, no, I would take it because I, it's another fucking turf field and I hate turf fields and turf fields oh. mean you win ugly. So I will take the penalty kick and I will take that roll of the dice to, to not okay. play a third game. I that's think a fair, that's a fair, that's fair, bro. I, I don't hate we, that. I understand. We whooped them. Yeah, we I understand what you're saying because now we're jeopardizing our players. I get what you're. I get. I get where you're going with that, bro. Um, but you know, I'm. I want. I want to kill. I gotta be honest with you, right? Yeah. Five ain't enough. Nah, nah. Three and one half ain't enough, son. If we can do three and one half, we could do three in each half. You're gonna give me six, right? Like I, I that you know, hell with it. Let's go on and get eight. Let's get four and four, right? Uh, so yeah, I want to go out and I, to be fair, I want to put some fear in, in the other team's eyes. Right. So I do want LAFC to play. I want, I am, I'm not, as I, I really do want a eight to two, eight, one score where we just blow them out and they're pissed off. Like, oh, y'all are still playing this hard. And I want Seattle to be like, oh, this is LAFC we got now. Right. The one that everyone feared at the beginning of the year that knew LAFC was going to win the CCL. You know, the one that everybody's seen how they won the championship and then came in the next year and was doing awesome stuff. That's sort of what I want, right? And yeah. the way that we do that is we strike fear in them and we let them know that this is a team that you have now. Bawanga is scoring every time you turn around. If you need, if you come off on to Bawanga, you got Vela and you got Kike and you got Bogush right there. And don't dare try to break our defense because Kalini or Mario or Palacio is going to do a stone cold Steve Austin on your ass like he already did on Mario. Yeah, and you're going to yeah. be out of there. I don't want right? to get a Palacio stunner. You know, yeah. that's where I am, bro. But hey, you know, I understand where you're coming from because then we do my thing and one of them gets hurt. Now we go into that game and I get what you're saying. But yeah, I want, I want fear. You know, and uh, I want us to run away with it. And so I, I hope that's what happens. Um, and uh, to be fair, if that happens, I hope Seattle go, goes on and, and wins so we can get that game going right away. Fuck waiting. Let's go. You know, <laughs> yeah, I think, get at it. Yeah, I think I think the the next round is played uh, the second week of November. So yeah, let's it, get really at just, it. It really just means whether we have a little bit longer rest or not should be like four days extra rest, which never hurts. But, but yeah, I mean, Vancouver, we we've struggled a little bit up there. Uh, We we did pretty well in the the Champions League. We whipped them up there, but since then, I think that's our last. I think that's our last win up there in their house. Uh, And uh, you know, look, man, they they've been coming and they've been playing passionate. Vancouver, I'm not I'm not down and going. I'm not I'm not downing them and I'm not trying to be disrespectful about the A score, but like that's what we gotta do, man, to a team that has played us pretty well at times, right? Uh, we talked about the uh, the game last the one before the playoffs that hey, they could have actually won that game. Had had they not missed two penalty kicks, they would have won, right? So they're capable of winning this game. That's why our boys have to show up. That's why they can't be doing any of that that they were doing. They have to come out like they came in in the second half, bro. And uh, that, that's what we need. We need some dogs out there, you know. And um, Playoff ball, man. Yeah. 
we need we need the dogs out there. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking, man. Um, you have anything else you want to add, Eric? I mean, we might cut this one short today. You know, we've been here 30 minutes. We've had a good crowd. You, you have anything you want to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, yeah. just uh, at this point, we just got to enjoy our team as we as we go through the end of the season because uh, any af- after this next game, any game after that could be our last one. So, you know, and uh, yeah. when that season ends, it's a long off season until we all get to get, get back together again next spring. So. Yeah, man, I know it. Does, it feels real long, like you know we don't miss any games, right? We we go, we do it all, right? So you start feeling it a little bit on here too, and you're like, wow, this has been a long season. And uh, when it comes to the end, you start getting a little sad. You're like, oh, it's all coming to an end, and we won't. And look at that, LA is black and gold, and things are amazing. Yeah, it's the rally towels, um, man. It's the rally towels. Let's do it. Let's rally. You know, look, man, we're just gonna cut it short because this same type of conversation we're gonna have and we're gonna have again next Saturday. And then we're gonna wait. So uh we appreciate all you guys coming through, checking us out. And um LA is black and gold. We will go get this W in their house and uh get ready for for Seattle. All right. LA is black and gold. Let's go, baby.